It is up to us to lace up, to get out, and to take the lessons that we learn on the run and integrate them in the other aspects of our lives. Because when we do that, that's the point, right? That's the good stuff. That is when we level up and become better, more inspired, more excited versions of ourselves. Hey everyone, Emily Abadi here coming into your feed with another episode for Run Week here on Hurdle. So far this week, you have already heard from Jess Movald and Aisha Prout-Lear. We chatted about both the long run, how to navigate it, how to master it, and also how to deal with the crappy runs, the runs where your head is just not in the game. If you haven't listened to those episodes yet, if you're getting a slow start to this post-Memorial Day week, not a problem. They are there and they are waiting for you with open arms. Today on the show, I am bringing you a personal narrative, my biggest takeaways from 13 years of running, give or take, and nine full marathons. You learn a lot over that period of time. You learn a lot about what not to do, what to do, what's important, what's not important. I cannot even begin to describe or fully convey all of the goodness that has come to my life because I decided to believe that I was capable of running, of lacing up, and putting myself out there, going after the thing that feels hard so many days. It has just, it's changed my life. It's what I said in the intro the last couple of days, running has changed my life. And so if you need a little inspiration to get out the door, or if you're just a little curious about me and my story, well, that is what this episode is for today. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about my journey and then offer you these tips and tricks. I'm going to keep this intro short today, but please, I can't ask this enough. Tag and share this week of content, these podcasts, as you were listening to them on social media, specifically on Instagram, send them to a friend, share them. I want this to be overwhelming me in my feed. There is no such thing as overwhelming me in my feed. Fun fact, today, this episode is coming out on Global Running Day. I highly encourage all of you to lace up, to get out, and it also happens to be my birthday today. So if you're up, if you're out, if you are getting after it, I want to be tagged by you. I want to be inspired by you. You all give me the motivation on the regular to get up and out myself. So tag me, share this, all the things over at Hurdle Podcast again, and I am over at Emily Abadi. With that, let's get to hurdling. If you were to tell me 13-ish years ago that I would be a five-day-a-week runner, there is no way in hell that I ever would have believed you. I distinctly remember the run where I went out in my grandmother's neighborhood at the time she was living in Plainview. And I had some music playing. I think I was using my lime green iPod shuffle at the time. And I ran for a mile and it didn't necessarily feel hard. And I was just so mystified that this thing that I thought that I was absolutely no good at not that long before that moment 
was suddenly in my wheelhouse. This came shortly after an entire summer where I was in the middle of my weight loss journey, and I've talked about this many, many times on the show before, but I was going into my junior year of college. I had recently lost about 35 pounds, give or take, and I wanted to keep up with my fitness. I was working at a summer camp at the time, and so I decided that in order to keep up with my fitness, I was going to have to start to like running. I was going to have to start running because I didn't have access to like the Planet Fitness or my school gym that I had been using before I arrived at this camp for this job as a programming director. And so that summer changed my life because I learned to love running. I learned to stop making excuses and just try the thing. And I had so much compassion and so much grace with myself. I'm going to link to the episode in the show notes where I talk about this in depth. Make sure to check that out. But Basically, the moral of the story is that I ran a half mile every day for the entire summer. At the time, I thought it was a full mile, only to find out at the end of the summer that it was a half. And that half a mile took me 14 minutes. 14 minutes. If I, in that time, had been in the place where I was so busy comparing myself to everybody else, I would have felt as though that was, quote unquote, too slow or not good enough or whatever. But for some reason, a magical reason, I was just so elated that I did it, that I committed to this thing that made me feel good. I was so focused on how I felt that I stopped worrying about what it could look like or if it was quote unquote good enough. That summer, as I said, it changed everything. And so the 13 years that followed, that girl from that summer never would have guessed that she would become a 323-56 marathoner, never in her wildest dreams. And that is 100% who I think about, that girl, every single time I finish a race, a run, whatever, I have a moment where I'm like, wow, I am so blessed that I started. So, okay, a little bit of a rant to kick us off here. I'm going to talk you through my biggest takeaways after 13 years of running in nine marathons. First thing first, kind of hinted at that just now, nothing happens overnight. Absolutely nothing. I told you I was running 14-minute half miles, and now my fastest mile is, I think it's 5.56, just a single at 5.56. She never dreamed that she would be able to do that, but that time, that PR, took 13 years. It took a sense of unwavering self-belief. It took a lot of training and learning and asking and not being afraid to put myself out there. It also took a lot of crappy runs, again, which I talked about with Aisha on the show yesterday. You don't just show up to the starting line of a marathon and crush a marathon without doing any training. That does not happen overnight. That takes a lot of dedicated time and effort and learning. And so just like becoming a better runner and getting to a point where running may feel quote unquote easier, that's something you're going to have to work on. And that's okay. Everyone works on their own thing. I want you to be able to focus on your own journey. Understand that the journey is where the beauty is. Yes, race day is fun and exciting, and it's something that will always be remembered. But 
the journey is why you train for the marathon, right? The journey is where the lessons are. The journey is where the opportunity is. So if you are not paying attention and just checking things off your to-do list and show up to the race with all this expectation for it to be the thing that blows your mind and changes you for absolutely ever, then you're kind of missing the point. You owe it to yourself to pay attention, to learn the lessons, to sit with the feelings that come hand in hand with showing up and putting in the work and be proud of yourself. You know, in running, we set these goals and going after the goal, that's the important part. Of course, yes, it's great to say something like I have a 556 mile PR, but that didn't happen overnight. And the journey is what was the most rewarding part. Next takeaway from 13 years of running and nine marathons, invest in your gear. When I started running regularly, I probably owned 12 different pairs of black cotton leggings from Target, and that's what I would run in, and a Hanes white v-neck, many Hanes white v-necks. And with time, as I ran more, I learned that that was going to be uncomfortable and that when you wear a cotton shirt and cotton gets wet, it stays wet. And that is just not ideal because depending on what time of year, you could either be in this heavy cotton shirt that is not breathable and really awful in the summer, or you could be really cold because again, it gets wet and it stays wet. And if it's in the winter, that's a no bueno. Anyway, investing in your gear, that price tag, that sticker shock is going to be a tough pill to swallow right off the bat, but you will never regret getting technical clothing that can help you on your run. I would recommend having three or for go-tos of shorts or tights, a sports bra if you're a woman, a tank top or a long sleeve, and at least two to three pairs of sneakers. I know, again, sticker shock. I'm putting a lot of things into the universe here that will help you train better, but they'll also help you stave off injury, be more comfortable, and when you feel good, you run better. The science proves it. Don't just take my word for it. I have wrapped a lot about my go-to gear picks a lot, a lot, a lot in the weekly hurdle newsletter. Make sure you're subscribed to that. I'm going to put the link in the show notes so that you can get my suggestions for everything from sports bras and hats to sneakers, tights, shirts, all the things. Taking a break from today's episode to give some love to my sponsor at Tracksmith. Tracksmith is a Boston-based performance running brand dedicated to the community, style, and culture of running. Putting on my Tracksmith gear makes me feel sleek. It makes me feel fast and fit. And that may sound a little silly, but even the science shows that when you feel good, you perform better. On top of just feeling good about my gear, I feel really amped about this partnership because it's unlike anyone that I've done before. The company is offering to donate 5% of every purchase using the code HURDLE back to Girls on the Run to help drive change. You'll also get free shipping on your order as well. Now, y'all know that one of my mottos, one of the phrases that I live my life by is do good. And this partnership just couldn't be more of a perfect fit for me. Now, why I chose Girls on the Run, I really love what they are all about. Running helped me so much 
come into my own, find independence, become confident at such a critical time in my life. And I can only imagine what it would have been like to learn some of these lessons a little bit earlier on. Girls on the Run is all about integrating movement as a tool to strengthen a sense of confidence in young girls while fostering care and compassion for self and others. And that is my jam. Be sure to check out Tracksmith's new summer collection featuring styles for training and racing in hot weather. My go-tos at the moment, the Austin bra, the Twilight crop top. Trust me, you will never go back. And don't sleep on crew socks. The right socks will dramatically better your run. Do some good today. Head on over to tracksmith.com slash hurdle and use code hurdle at checkout to get free shipping and support girls on the run. Again, that is tracksmith.com slash hurdle. Use code hurdle today to get free shipping and support girls on the run. My next biggest takeaway, don't be afraid to run with other people. I have lived in New York for 10 years now, and it wasn't until probably the last three or so years that I opened myself up to the greater running community. I don't have a lot of regrets in my life, and I know I learned a lot of lessons running on my own for all of that time, but man, like this is borderline. I really wish that I did it sooner, and I wish that I did it sooner because running with other people, it does two things. One, it gives you an opportunity to make friends, which is so great. But it also gives you a sense of excitement and competition. Me running with other people was so motivating and such a big factor to the gains and the wins that I have had over the last three years as I've immersed myself in this culture. And I didn't do it for so long for the same reason that maybe you haven't done it or are scared to do it. It's because I was scared to, quote unquote, again, not be good enough. I want you to remember, you decide your own self-worth. It is called self-worth. It is not called group worth. You are the person that gets to show up and be your best self. And if you're running with the right people, no one's going to make you feel lesser than because you you are showing up and putting in your best. So I encourage you to put yourself out there. It's something that Knox and I are going to be talking about on Friday when we get into a discussion about run crews, run culture, and how to link up with a group or create a group in your local area. It's getting to a place where, yes, it might be a little uncomfortable to start surrounding yourself with other people. But once you do, you certainly will not regret it. And I don't mean this to say that you need to join like a huge run crew or a run group. No, you could just start running with a friend or a few friends or a family member. Make sure you set a reasonable expectation so that you're all on the same page for what the effort is going to be and go out there and have a good time and catch up and swap stories. And you may just realize what I've realized that you shouldn't have waited so long to get into it. My next lesson, skipping one run in a training plan won't ruin you, even if it's a long run. I would be remiss if I didn't say that I like I love a good training plan. I love following directions. I love not having to think about the thing that I'm supposed to do. I love instructions. Can you tell that I am type A? Here's the deal, though. Sometimes you got to listen to your body. And sometimes you got to listen to your heart. And there are going to be days where maybe you're not feeling right. You're just not into it. You need to do something else that goes on in your life, like go to a wedding or a baby shower or see your parents or catch up with a friend or just take a self-care day. 
And that's okay. Do not guilt yourself over the fact that you've got to do you sometimes. Yes, running is important. And yes, it involves a lot of opportunity cost a lot of the time. But remember, you've got to live your life as well. Missing that one run, again, it's not going to ruin all of the successes that you've already had or the progress that you've made depending on where you are in your own journey. Remember that every single day when you get up, you have an opportunity to start again. So I say that also kind of on the vibe that there are going to be ebbs and flows in your running, especially for someone like me who has been doing this for over a decade now. There are going to be maybe strings of bad runs and strings of good runs. And that's okay. Everybody, even the pros, they have good and bad days. You owe it to yourself to commit for the long term. You owe it to yourself to remember, yes, that you can start every day. Every day is a chance for a new beginning. And every day you can invest in yourself to get one step farther than you were before. And lastly, here today, I'm going to throw out this one. You learn more from the bad runs than the good ones. I'm not going to say that I don't appreciate things like my stellar virtual New York marathon last year or the unbelievable time I had in Chicago in 2019. Think. But when I think about the lessons that I've learned on the run over the last 13 years, the biggest ones are from the days where nothing went according to plan. I think about the 10K that I ran two weeks ago and how I went into that so dehydrated, so not prioritizing things, and what I learned from that day that didn't go as I had hoped that I was getting down on myself in the moment for, but in retrospect, I'm so grateful that it happened, right? I think about that hard first marathon in Hartford in 2013 and how I didn't know what I was capable of until I showed up that day and I put in the effort and that, God, unlocked a can of worms for the rest of my life. I think about the hard as hell fastest mile that I ran last summer and the pain involved in that and what I learned from pushing myself to that level, to that maximum potential and how I wanted to give up and the wheezing was starting. But really what happened in that moment was that I learned that I could probably do more. I think about the Boston Marathon where it rained and hailed and there were like 30 mile an hour headwinds coming straight at my face and I kept going because I knew that I didn't come that far to only come that far. I didn't come that far not to finish. It is so awesome what happens when you believe in yourself, when you're willing to jump the hurdles, when you're willing to go after your big potential. And that is the biggest takeaway that I have learned from running is that we have to believe in ourselves. We have to be our own biggest hype men and women. It is up to us to lace up to get out, and to take the lessons that we learn on the run and integrate them in the other aspects of our lives. Because when we do that, that's the point, right? That's the good stuff. That is when we level up and become better, more inspired, more excited versions of ourselves. That's it for today. I'd love to know what lessons you have learned on the run. Again, make sure to tag me over on Instagram over at Hurdle Podcast. I'm over at Emily Abadi. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>